Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. There we are on a Wednesday. Players back on the practice field. Game plan installation begins. Let's go! As we uh, get ready for Bill's Dolphins wild, sorry, super wild card weekend. Saturday, 1 p.m. Sunday, 1 p.m. Sorry. Gosh, got to get this straight. Get it. I am so not used to 1 p.m. starts on Sunday. I'm all. I'm still discombobulated yeah. from the regular season. Out of control. Giant news uh, on two fronts concerning this game. First, Tua is out for Sunday. No Tua Tagovailoa, and I can't say I'm terribly surprised, Steve. I know they claim that he's had two documented concussions this season. <clears throat> as far as all of us in Buffalo are concerned, he's had three. Um. It was mislabeled a back injury back in week three, if you remember. That's three concussions in relatively close proximity. You put him out on the field, and he has another one. His career might be over. Four concussions in one season in close proximity? That that could be career-ending. Yep. He needs to rest for the rest of this offseason and hopefully come back in the spring and, you know, give some time between brain injuries, for goodness sake. Right. And, you know, I know Bills fans, there's no love lost between Bills fans and Miami fans, but even, you know, Bills fans have got to, you know, you know, you want that guy to be okay. Yeah. You know? And I, and the way it was trending, it didn't seem likely that he was going to be available for this game. And, you know, Mike McDaniel already ruled him out in his press conference today. The other interesting news is he said that they are preparing – for this game with Skylar Thompson as their starting quarterback, who is their third stringer. He has appeared in five games so far this season, I believe. And uh, his average passing yardage total in those five games is just under 70 yards. Now, some of it is relief duty because he had to come on in relief for Teddy Bridgewater two times. Um, and started a game. So 
the way you look at that, it's it's certainly horrible timing for the Dolphins, who finally made the playoffs for the first time since 2016. They would be looking for their first playoff victory Sunday, Steve. Are you ready for this? Since 2000. Oh, there you go. First playoff win since 2000 is what they would be seeking. As for Teddy Bridgewater's availability, Mike McDaniel said, we are hoping he can be available on Sunday. He can't have any setbacks. So it sounds like Teddy Bridgewater is like a close call to be ready for Sunday as a backup, which is why it makes sense to just move forward with Thompson as your starter because Bridgewater's a little iffy this week. So if Bridgewater's not available, the guy they just signed off the street last week will have to serve as the backup. That's Mike Glennon. So that's well, at least where, Glennon's got an arm. That's where they are. <clears throat> Glennon can sling it. I mean, you couldn't ask for but, a worse situation going into the playoffs at, your, yeah. at the most and important I, position I'm on the field. I'm shocked Teddy Bridgewater isn't ready to play. He dislocated his pinky on his throwing hand. Yeah, I'm I just that specifying. Doesn't seem, that doesn't seem serious enough no. to me. I, maybe If he can't grip it, maybe it's his grip. But it, even if you tape those together. Yeah, tape it to your ring finger, right? Right. And I don't know if they can't, they can't help it a little bit with some pain management. But that, I don't know. You can't but then really, again. You can't shoot a finger. Because if, if you put too much in there, now his whole hand goes numb. And now he can't feel the ball at all. Well, you don't put too much in there. Well, I don't know. Is in the fact, that's the small? whole thing. That they don't, they don't make it numb. They just take the edge off of it so you can still feel it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm surprised, really. Although, yeah, the Bridgewater way- has started a couple of games and he hasn't finished one yet. That's right. He started two games. The, the first one against the Jets, he gets up slow in the end zone. And the officials say he has to come out because he got up slow and he was actually fine. Like he never went in the concussion like- protocol. Um, he didn't wobble at all like Tua did or anything. So that was a little unfortunate there. Then the other game, yeah, the finger against the Patriots couldn't come back and finish the game. Uh, to word it properly, Teddy Bridgewater, according to McDaniel, is preparing himself to be ready for Sunday, but only if he has no setbacks. So it, it sounds like he's going to be a close call. For Sunday, which could, again, make Mike Glennon the backup quarterback to Skylar Thompson. And once you're that far down the pecking order, it may not mean yeah, a of beans. It might not, but, you know, they get it. You know, whatever. It's a, it's a game that anybody can win, and uh, you hate to – you're not throwing dirt on these guys. It's a playoff game, whether they're wounded or not. There's 52 other guys on that roster who want to play well. So, yeah, I, I get it. That, it's a – cruddy way for Miami to end the season if it does indeed end their season. But coming in, and this is the different this is a tale between two franchises. You can say what you want. I'm I, I like the way the Bills sit coming into this better than the Dolphins, obviously, but let's look at what happened. You got their starting quarterback goes down with what Bills fans believe after he's staggered. If you look watch that I don't know how you look at that and you tell me that's a back injury because not only did he stumble coming up his offensive linemen are holding him up because he's dead on his feet. 
He goes in and says, no, it's a back injury. He comes back out. Four days later, he's out, and he's never been the same since. And he got another one and another one. So now he's down. That's just the way they do business. You're coming in, and now, as a result of that culture, they're coming into the playoffs getting worse and worse and worse, injured and more injured and more injured. they got offensive linemen injured. they got everybody injured. This guy's injured. That guy's hurt. This guy's nursing something. That guy's got two different injuries. They're all going. They're all playing. And all of that happens. Meanwhile, in at one Bills drive, you got guys coming back onto the field now. You got like Jamison Crowder, Micah Hyde fighting back from injuries. Got an outside chance if the if the season continues and lengthens, they got a chance to get him back. You got other guys who were out for for a, a period of time and came back in getting healthier. This is a team that are giving guys every week. You got like a handful of guys who are getting veteran rest days, taking time off, getting rested, recouped. you got guys rotating in, their load management, even during important games. And now you hit the playoffs like they did a year ago on a crescendo. Now, there's no guarantees. They can come in and lay an egg against Miami and lose. But this is a coaching staff and a culture that speaks towards getting better and taking care of their players so that when the time comes, they're ready to come back if they're able. And they, and they have. Right. As opposed to what we've seen in Miami this year with Tua and how from the outside looking in, from a casual fan's perspective, they could not have messed that up more. No. No, they could not. Um, speaking of players coming back, Coach McDermott announced today that two players currently on injured reserve, Micah Hyde and Jamison Crowder, will begin practicing today. They were out there on the practice field. Micah Hyde wearing a red non-contact jersey. Jamison Crowder, not. Uh, he's just ready to roll. And I'm just going to say this. Steve and I, our offices are at the one end of the field house. So we're in and out of the field house all day long. And I'm just going to tell you, the last month and a half, Jamison Crowder has been putting in work. Like, he is out here every morning with the strength and conditioning staff, putting in the work. So he has a chance to come back, hopefully sometime during the postseason. And that's what Coach called it. First of all, Hyde and Crowder will not play this Sunday. Coach McDermott said as much, and I totally get that. With the way they ramp up players, Steve, I don't think any of us thought for a second that these two guys would have a shred of a chance of playing this week no but maybe a couple of weeks if you're playing in the well, AFC title game earliest can, earliest possible would be a week from this sunday and then and then if they do it according to their modus operandi they'd get a couple of snaps a handful of snaps during that game start to rotate in and then after that then it's yeah. you know then they got a chance at it but yeah you and i we're laughing at ourselves we were adamant. Yeah, we got snowed. We were adamant. Micah told us, "Ah, he goes, they're protecting me for myself. They're not going to let me play." They said, "Absolutely no chance until next year. No contact at least for six months." Well, that puts it into March. So he's off the table. He goes, "Nah, there's just no way." And this was like what? Two weeks ago? Two, three? Three weeks ago? So we were like, "Oh, okay." So yeah. we were in it yesterday. We were going to bat. Ah, there's no way, Micah. That dirty dog. Micah's not going to come back and play today. He's out there catching passes in a jersey. I'm like, dude. You liar. You are such a liar. He snowed us, man. He's laughing. He but snowed I, us. No, no doubt he's ahead of schedule. And I'm sure the doctors just aren't just like saying, all right, if you want to, go ahead. 
uh, there's no, some, they're there's not some con- gonna... exactly. There's some concrete mm. reasons why they're allowing him to come back and play and start to get ready to play football. Do- any injury, right? The way this athletic training staff and medical staff works, there's no way they're clearing somebody just because they want to play. That just That's does right. not happen. That's right. Especially when you got a guy coming off neck surgery, a herniated disc. Yeah, he had to have surgery to have that taken care of. And they told to his him credit, to, and they were right. To his credit, with his rehab, he's ahead of schedule. Um, so, and I got to tell you too, you know, I was talking about how Crowder, you know, the last month and a half has been just grinding there in in the morning by himself with the strength and conditioning staff. Mike has been up on the second floor because if you remember, right after surgery, he couldn't do any high impact stuff like running. That's too much impact on your spine. He couldn't do that coming out of surgery. That guy was riding the bike for like an hour and a half on the second floor of the training center, like every day to, to maintain some measure of conditioning. Now, it's probably not the same as playing football, but at least he's not starting a, from square one. It's a testament. To, think, about, think about that, about Micah Hyde getting back on the – it's really it's, – it's pretty impressive. He got – week two of the season, got a neck injury, herniated disc, and, you know – for all, by all accounts, I've never had one. By all accounts, they're, they're, they hurt. Mm-hmm. He goes under the knife, gets surgery on it, and the doctors from day one are telling him, hey, six months without contact, you're, you know, forget it. But on the outside chance, Hyde is in here, and I mean, like, he's not just standing around, right? He's on the bike. He's coaching him up. He's in film room. He's, stand, that, he's all engaged 100%, standing, and then, you know, then as things happen – because of that, he has a chance to play at the end of the season, uh, perhaps if the season's extended long enough, to get back on the field. It is, it's unbelievable. Pretty remarkable it's stuff. It's really unbelievable. Almost as remarkable as the latest update on DeMar Hamlin, which came out in a team-issued statement earlier today. DeMar is going home. Discharged from Buffalo General Medical Center, Gates Vascular Institute, in Buffalo today. He was admitted on Monday, went through a comprehensive medical evaluation as well as a series of cardiac, neurological, and vascular testing on Tuesday. The doctors there in the critical care unit believe, they said that we've completed a series of tests and evaluations and in consultation with the team physicians, we're confident that DeMar can be safely discharged to continue his rehabilitation at home with the Bills. So DeMar is home. He's still recovering. You got to believe that and he's as be, soon as he is able, he's probably coming down to One Bills Drive to love up yeah. on his teammates. And they've got, and, and they're probably running too. to his house tonight, right? They probably he'll be in here as much as he'll be home. I mean, he'll be. They've got an entire crew, staff, horde of <laughs> experts in there that these guys all know and love. You know, it's just the the, the rehab crew, the the training staff, the medical staff. That's one of the things about about One Bill's Drive. Not only is it a great, big, huge, awesome facility, but Terry and Kim, they staffed it with a ton of people so that all these players can get what the top flight athletes pay for themselves to get. So these guys are taken well care of. And, they I mean, if there's any place for them to be, it's in this building. And you can bet that DeMar is going to be here as often as he can get here. And pretty soon it looks like he'll be able to come in here anytime he wants. If not, if that's not always the case right now. Yeah. 
So we'll try to keep our ear to the ground on that to see what comes from it. But certainly more positive news on the DeMar Hamlin front. Bill's practice updates presented by LECOM, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. We already told you Micah Hyde and Jamison Crowder are practicing today for the first time. They remain on IR. Today opens up a 21-day practice window for those two players. And anywhere in that time frame, they could be activated off of IR and onto the active roster if the team believes they are fit to play and ready to go. That would obviously prompt roster moves to make room for them on the 53. Not practicing today, Jordan Phillips and Jordan Poyer. Both players do not have new injuries. They're just dealing with the nagging injuries that they have been trying to play through. Jordan Phillips with the shoulder injury, and then Jordan Poyer with a knee injury. So those two guys getting an extra day of rest today, knowing they are really kind of summoning up an awful lot of gumption just to go out there and play on game days. Sure. I mean, we, you and I saw it on Sunday, Jordan, Jordan Phillips. He's got one arm. He's, he's basically playing with one arm out there with that shoulder he's, injury. You can see. He I don't comes, know how you do that as a defensive lineman. I don't lineman. either. It's, it's, a, it's a gargantuan ask, and he, nobody's asking him to do it. He's, he wants to be out there. That's the only reason he's going. Uh, they probably – I don't know. We haven't spoken to him, but that looks to me like that's one of those guys that, you know, as soon as the season's over, he gets his shoulder fixed. Yes, and I would expect that. Because I, both you and I saw when he went down in the Detroit game on Thanksgiving, he stayed down for a minute, and they went out there, and what I saw was they're manipulating his arm and popped it back in. Well, if it, if it That just, was the New England game. He, was that the New England yeah, game? Yeah, he dove at Mac Jones, remember, and landed on his oh, stomach. Oh, I thought that was a Detroit game. He went game. to try to trip him, and he shot his arm out to try to trip him by the shoelaces, and the problem was 340 pounds on landed shoulder. on his shoulder. So – he does this, and you know it. He just ends up right here. See he it. Dives yeah, this, you're right. It is that right there, and, and then, that's it right there. Yep. Uh, they come out. They grab his arm. They hold it up gingerly, and they kind of manipulate it to pop it back into play. It looks look like to me. I don't. Yeah. We have. We don't know. No, we and don't if, know the nature if, of the shoulder. We don't. But if that's what it looks like, and. You know, that's the way it is, man. You pop that thing out, and you can pop it back in, and it feels a 1,000% better right away. But it's still damaged. And Yeah, the integrity of it is yeah, not so there. He's, got a, and he's been playing with a harness. He's yeah. got a harness on and all that. So, But, man, oh, man, I'll say this. Uh, two weeks later, he's making plays. <laughs> he's making plays. Uh, he's leaning on guys, making tackles with one arm up inside. It's just unbelievable. So... Him being out, you know, him taking a day off, you can see why. Um, it's good stuff. Uh, the guy's really making a difference in there because he's so big and so athletic. Um, when and he can go, he can go. And man. I'm just going to say this. He always likes playing the Dolphins. Mm. That was the team that gave up on him. Mm -hmm. He was the second-round pick of the Miami Dolphins at Oklahoma. And Yeah. yeah. Give him, give he, him today he, and tomorrow off. Let's just say he doesn't forget back. easily. Yeah. Other news on the Bills front, to no one's surprise, Bills return man Naheem Hines literally runs away with AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. I mean, I don't know if there was a bigger shoe-in candidate after returning two kickoffs for touchdowns this week and becoming only the 11th player in league history to do that in one game. The cool thing is, Steve, and I remembered this 
just having read up on him when you know they acquired him at the trade deadline. He had two punt returns in a game back in 2019 when he was with the Colts. So right now, Naheem Hines is the only player in league history to have two kick returns for touchdowns in one game and two punt returns for touchdowns in one game in his playing career. Boom diggity. That is hard to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hard. I don't have to tell you that. I know You that. know better yes, than anybody. I, I did know that. I did know that. Um, what are the odds? They've got to be in, like, the tens of millions, right? Like, well, you think of all know. the kickoffs that have happened in 105 years of NFL football? Mm. He's the only guy. Yeah. To do the double-double. That'll tell you. That'll tell you how hard it is now. And there's some great ones. I mean, oh yeah. D, I chased Dion around for a, a lot of years. He never did it. Billy White Shoes. Gail Johnson. Sayers. Gail Sayers never did it. Eric Metcalf. Eric Metcalf. Clarence Verdan. Timmy Dante Brown. Dante Hall. Dante Hall. Um, Dante yeah, might have had two kickoff returns. Yeah. In the same game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was on that. I list. think he is on there. And Devin Hester. Yeah, he's um, up for the Hall of Fame. Brian Mitchell. Yeah, Brian Mitchell. I mean, Mitchell. good grief. Vi Sikahima. I mean, I I got a list, man. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, there's, and I'll tell you what, they don't just put guys back there. <laughs> they put dudes. Yeah. I mean, they put some, they put some thoroughbreds back there. I mean, those guys that are back there, not, I mean, they're gifted. I mean, I. I mean, I was more of a punt catcher when I did it. <laughs> so he's no, now you're going to make me right? remember Chris Watson. Right. I was more of a I was more of a savvy veteran move to put back there. I wasn't a guy that was. You're like go. a Micah Hyde on punt return. A little bit, yeah. I'm telling you, man. Some of those guys are they are just they got juice. They're weapons. Yeah. I mean, they're, they got juice. You they, you put them back there, and I and there are some guys. There are guys like this. You would put them back there. When that guy's back there and the guys are like on the punt return team or the kickoff return team, they turn around, they line it up, and they look back and see where he's lined up, and they look back there and they go, oh, yeah, okay. They're like, we got our guy. Let's go. They, they yeah. work hard. They think, we got a chance. It's, they're difference makers, man, and they're, 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 they don't come along very often. We mentioned it right at the end of the show yesterday when I had you guess. Top speed for Naheem Hines in that game last week, 21.25 miles per hour. Can I can't run. go that fast on my bike. They can really run, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, can't, I can barely get to that on my bike. And I have a racing bike. And I got to work hard to get to 21 miles per hour. He does it on right. two legs. That's insane. And there's this. The Miami Dolphins come into this game. Ranked 25th in the league in punt coverage and last in the league in kickoff coverage. Does Naheem Hines have an encore performance or do they even kick to him? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Do, uh, yeah. What do you think? <clears throat> I don't know. They kick to him. Okay. Well, I don't know. That's a really good. You spend a, all week watching that on tape? Yeah. And you can say this, too. I mean, he broke a tackle on both one, both of them. Yeah, more so on the second one than the first one. Right. First one, he kind of He just kind of bounced on the first one. I'll tell you what. You don't just kick it down the middle. <laughs> no. You better pin him to a sideline. Right. Of course, they did try to do that on the second one, not very effectively, and, and they kicked one out of bounds too. After after the two, they well, that's the when they didn't want to kick to him. They finally kicked it out of bounds. Said, you know, you just take it on the forty. Thanks. <laughs> do you think he meant to kick it out of bounds? It went out of bounds at like the thirty-eight. I know, but I think I don't know. There was a part of me thinking they were just trying to pooch it, so he'd have to run up, but he would have to run too far to field it cleanly, and then that would allow coverage to get down there. And, you know, he just kicked it too hard, and it went over the sideline. I mean, it was a disaster. It, yeah. it was a special teams disaster it, it cost for the, the Patriots. It cost him the game. It cost him the game. So, you know, I, whatever. there's just no way around it. And I would, I would say, yeah, I, you'll, you'll notice that the Dolphins will kick it a different way this week. Either they'll kick it yeah. short and high. They'll line drive it. They'll, they'll bounce it down there so it's hard to field, hope to get the timing all messed yeah. up on the return. They'll do some stuff, I would think. For those that don't know, former Bills special teams coordinator Danny Crossman, who worked here under Chan Gailey and Doug Marone, and maybe Rex, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on those details, how many tenures he was here for. He is the special teams coordinator in Miami. So we had Armando Salguero on yesterday. NFL writer for Outkick.com, and he told us there's a very good chance that there are wholesale changes with special teams for the Dolphins when their season is over, which could come as soon as Monday, obviously, uh, because of where they have underperformed in certain areas, not the least of which has been pun coverage and kick coverage, where they were ranked 25th and 32nd, last in the league. Steve, on punt return and kick return, they rank 31st in both. That is rough. Rough. Yeah, that is rough.
Because, you know, you hear all the time about hidden yards. That is, that's a bunch of them. I'll say this. You're not getting any for your offense or your defense. Yeah, I'll say this, though. It, it, you don't want to walk into this with your, without your guard up either. Oh, no, no, no. You got you, you to gotta spend some time, extra time on – because the last thing you want to do is give up a block punt or a block field goal well, and on they some did, other. They did know. block a field goal back in week three. If you remember, they blocked Tyler Bass's 38-yard attempt – uh, Emmanuel we, Ogba was the one that blocked the kick. Now yeah, he's out he for the season the with an injury. Yeah, but, but he blocked a kick in a game they lose. They win by lost. two. Yeah, so pretty important. Yeah, there's this, a lot in this game uh, yeah. as you would expect for a division opponent. A lot of there's a lot packed into this. This week's game sponsor is Northtown. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown, the official automotive dealer of the Buffalo Bills. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Steve, you know what we haven't gone over yet? And it's primarily because our focus is obviously on the postseason. Buffalo's opponents in 2023, obviously with the regular season this year coming to an end, we now know who Buffalo's opponents will be in 2023. And uh, basically we know it's the AFC East opponents. And then they're playing the AFC West as their intra-conference division. And they're playing the NFC East. So that means at home next year, in addition to the division teams, they'll get Denver, Las Vegas, and then Dallas and the Giants from the NFC East. And then they have the intra-conference team that finished in first place in the AFC South and the AFC North. That's Jacksonville, who they play at home. Cincinnati, who they play on the road. Tampa Bay is the extra NFC game and that will be at home and then the away teams for the nfc east opponents washington and philly and then the afc west opponents on the road fans are going to love this kansas city and the chargers so they'll be out to kansas Kansas city City again. again next year now here's the other thing that we haven't discussed the nfl states that at least once every eight years every nfl club must sacrifice a home game and play overseas. The Bills have an extra home game this year, nine home, eight on the road. And this next season, 2023, is the eighth year since they have last traveled. 2015, played Jacksonville in London. Jacksonville's on the schedule, Steve. They commonly play games in London, so I think they are a candidate. And I think who else is? Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, Mexico Dallas. Mexico City. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, I, I could see that. Sure. Um, Tampa just traveled to Munich this season, so All it's right. probably not them. Could be the Raiders. Denver just traveled overseas. They played in London. I don't think it's them. And the Giants played overseas. The Raiders did be- not. So it's maybe Here's Las Vegas, thing. Dallas. Or is, Jacksonville, Is I it going to be one of the – you don't even know. We don't I don't even know. think it's going to be a division opponent. Is it going to be a home game or away game? It would be a home game because yeah. they have an extra one. Right. We have the extra – the ninth home game, so we loop probably – They will be traveling overseas somewhere next year because it, they're at the limit. They've gone a full eight years, and you can't go more than eight years without doing one game overseas. So I they vote, will lose one of those nine home games. I vote an NFL game in Japan. Go to Tokyo. Let's do – let's start Really? Yeah. They're not going to have – that's not going to happen for a long no. time. No. I think Munich's, I on, Munich's on the table. London's on the table. Frankfurt 
is going to. And Frankfurt's the other place, right, yeah. where they play in Germany. Then, That's where uh, they did that this year. Yes. Was it Frankfurt and, or Berlin? Yeah. yeah, I think it was Frankfurt. Well, Berlin has hosted games in the past. Yeah. Um, I, there's three. There's three cities in Germany: Frankfurt, Berlin, and Munich. That are capable and willing. London is one, and then I think that that's it, isn't it? Is there Munich and Frankfurt host two each next year? Two each, okay. So I, I think Munich is a unless they're playing the Jaguars, next which would years. undoubtedly be in London. You're looking at Dallas or Las Vegas, I think, to play overseas. Because Denver played be, there last year, the Giants does, played there last year, and Tampa played. Does last. Mexico City count as overseas? I I don't know. Do, are they going to have another and, game in and Mexico usually City? Usually, it's like a they Dallas home game. Like da- Dallas would have to sacrifice one of their home games to play there. Yeah, but they, Jerry, that's not happening. But the Cowboys would be overjoyed to do one of their away games in Mexico City. Yeah, I I don't know. Do, are they having a game in Mexico City next I, year? I don't know. I don't I, either. I, I, seems I like think they would, so, but I don't, I, I don't know. Usually they do. But all right. But, yeah, one of those home games is probably going to be out of the country. We can say that. We have to take a break here. Before we do that, we do want to let you know what our topic of discussion is today. Where do the main threats with the Dolphins lie with Tua ruled out for Sunday? Is there still a lingering concern on your part with the Dolphins? If so, what is it? Let us know at 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Or you can hit us up on the tweet sheet at One Bills Live. It's Chris Brown and Steve Tasker with you here on a Wednesday. And it's One Bills Live presented by Collider Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. He's at the 20, the 10, the 5 touchdown Snapdragon Apples. This Bills season, head to your local Wegmans to experience the epic flavor and monster crunch of Snapdragon Apples, the official apples of your Buffalo bills one of the things i always do i don't want to get off we got time to talk about this or not but sure we do i always go over and see how you know both sides of the ball stack up against each other not bill's offense against miami defense but bill's offense miami offense bill's defense against okay miami defense fair um what do you got well defensively i'm not going to talk about their offense because without two uh and all you know it's totally different yeah it's totally different but their defense Stacking up against the Bills, um, points allowed per game. The Bills are ranked second. We know they've had a pretty good year. They're behind San Francisco, right, as the number yep. one. Miami's 24th. Total yards per game, the Bills are sixth. Miami's 18th. Yards per play, the Bills are ninth. Miami's 14th. Yards rushing per game allowed, Bills are fifth. Miami is fourth. Mm-hmm. They've uh, they improved that number greatly over the last three weeks right. of the season. And that would go all the way to a yards per rush as well. The Bills are 14th, and they are 6th. That's where, that's, you know, those are the things where they're, they're kind of hanging in there with them. But yards allowed, yards passing per game, Bills are 15th, they're 27th, Miami. Passing per, passes per attempt, the Bills are 5th, they're 12th. Yeah. Interceptions, they're both tied, 29 apiece. Or no, I'm sorry, 17 apiece. Yeah, tied for. Uh, well, that's not true. Bills finished the season dead even. That's not true. That's 27 takeaways, 27. Let me write this right. That's right. Hold on, that's not right. The Bills are tied for fourth. Miami is 29th. Yeah. 
They don't have that many. I, I had that wrong. Yeah. And takeaways, the Bills are tied for fourth. Miami's 30th. Yeah. So yeah, I like going down and reading that stuff. Um, they both got 40 sacks on the season. They're tied for 16th with each other. So a series of know, streaks for the Dolphins. It really is. They won is. their first three. They lost their first three. They won their next five, lost their next five. And then they struggled to beat the Jets 11-6 to six last week. It was really 9-6, to six and they got a safety at the end on a botched lateral by the Jets. Go figure. Yeah. Um, but they've tightened up on defense the last couple of weeks. Now, they've also played Mac Jones in that horrific Patriots offense, and then they played Joe Flacco in the Jets. So – Take right. it for what it's worth. They, uh, they're a th- t- tied for 24th on their third down conversion allowed. Yeah, they can't the Bills, get off the field. The Bills are seventh. That speaks to their pass yeah, rush that's, or lack yeah. thereof. I'm, supr- I'm red zone efficiency defensively. The Bills are second. They're tough to score on. They're yeah. tough to score touchdowns on. The Dolphins well, they have the number two red zone defense in football, the Bills. Yeah, they do. Uh, one team just squeaked ahead of them at the end of the season. They had been first in the league up until last week. So the Bills are, you know, on both sides of the ball, the Bills are statistically better, but uh, rankings that wise and, and how the, the league goes. And now that you've played all 17 games in the schedule, you kind of you kind of know who these teams are. Mm-hmm. The, the unknown is, you know, what happens if, you know, with Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater in the, in the mix. Certainly the Dolphins aren't going to tell you who's starting. They're going to tell you Br- Teddy Bridgewater's on his deathbed. And then he'll start and try and play well. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the, there's really this is one of those games where after it's over in the building, they said really you really have no excuse for not winning this game with the shape that the Miami Dolphins and their roster are in right now. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the phones though, Steve, because we have to discuss where Bills fans believe. The main threats of the Dolphins lie, now knowing that Tua is not going to play. Are there any other lingering concerns about the Dolphins for you? 803-0550-1888-550-2550, the number to get on board. We begin today with Jim in Webster. What do you got for us, Jim? You're on One Bills Live. So what do you think the chances are we'll see Tariq Hill in either the backfield or in some sort of wildcat formation? And also, on, on a side note, what are the chances of Murph coming back this year to do any announcing? Take care, guys. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Appreciate the call. Uh, no update on Murph. Don't have anything on that. As for uh, Tyreek Hill, I think you've got to expect any kind of wrinkle possible. Any kind of wrinkle possible because yeah. they're going to be a desperate football team playing their third-string rookie quarterback. They've got to get the ball into Tyreek's hands with some space. You can bet the and fake punt, fake field goal, end arounds, surprise onside kick, it's Philly special, right? Uh, awareness plays where you've got to say, wait, wait, what a minute, where's the ball? Uh, kind of thing. Um, they will pull out all the stops to try and win this game. They're they're going to have to. It look at least on paper. And when you watch yeah. film and you do that, I mean, it's only it's only fortifies that belief. But Tyreek's a difference maker. You can bet. So is Waddle. Yeah. They're going to get the ball in those guys' hands any way, shape, or form. Quick passes out of the backfield, bubble screens, all of that stuff. Tyreek is the guy. And whether you can you know, keep them from doing that, who knows? Who really knows? Um, but I, if I'm Mike McDaniel, that's, that is job one for this week offensively. Yeah, nothing to lose. You've got to get the ball to Tyreek all the time and let him outrun people. Yeah. 
Let's go back to the phones and to Brian in Alabama. Brian, what do you got for us here on One Bills Live? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. How you guys doing? Doing well, good. thanks. Uh, yeah, so uh, first let me just say this. I, I truly believe that the Bills will pull off the victory. But to me, the threat still has to remain the same as if Tua was playing because this offense seems to be designed to get the ball out of Tua's hands or Bridgewater or Thompson's hand quick. And I feel like over the past month or so, the secondary has kind of re- has kind of regressed. And so I do worry about that um, with the speed of Waddle and Hill um, of if, you know, if McDaniel draws up a game plan of getting the balls out of, hand, out of his hands quick, then you still have to worry about Hill and Waddle um, with the threat of the, uh, the, of the deep balls and anything underneath. So to me, the th- threat still remains the same. And just want to guys, get you guys' opinion on it because I don't feel like the drop-off is as significant as it would be if we were to lose Allen and go to Keenum. So just want to hear, hear you guys' thoughts. Yeah, okay. it's an interesting Thanks point. Call, Brian. It's an interesting point, Brian, because you'd think you know they don't ask, or at least from a Buffalo perspective, in relation to how they ask Josh Allen to play. They don't ask Tua to do that, so you would think he would be easier to replace because all you got to do is drop back and sling it on time to a spot. Um, that may be the case. That may be the case, uh, except that when you bring into you know focus the fact that you know. On their the way their schedule has been, they've had a chance to do that in these other games, and they, you know they they lost five straight before they beat the Jets by scoring eleven points. And the last touchdown they scored, the six points they scored against the Jets, was on a fumbled lateral play, desperation play at the end of the game. Yeah. So um, it was a safety. That they're struggling offensively. And it's yeah. and, and if it was as simple to replace Tua as we're making it out, they would have done it. It's not that simple. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. If the ball can come out fast, why can't it come out fast with Teddy Bridgewell? Why, why, why can't they get the ball out of uh, Skylar Thompson's hands as fast as they do Tua? Tua is not nobody. He's a, a, a really accurate passer, and he can find tight windows and fit them through. Not everybody can do that. So they've got to figure out what Skylar Thompson can do. And so do the Bills, by the way. They've got to figure out what Skylar Thompson can do well and not let him do that because it'll be different than what Tua does well. Yeah. And, and Mike McDaniel's trying to figure that out now. In his two starts, um, one was a loss to Minnesota, 24-16. The other was the win last week over the Jets. Uh, he was a combined 27 for 44. Uh he completed 64% of his passes last week against a, a good Jets defense for 152 yards. He's averaging 4.9 yards an attempt. So everything is at the line of scrimmage or not far beyond that. They're trying to get the ball out of his hands quickly. They're trying to give him defined, easy reads on where he's going with the football. And, yes, that can help a young quarterback make an offense functional. But as far as making it dynamic – I think that's a whole other story. Your point, Brian, about the secondary for the Bills is well taken. You saw Kyrie Elam and Dane Jackson still platooning and due in part to the fact that, you know, Dane Jackson missed a couple of assignments. They sat him down. They brought Kyrie Elam in. Um, Kyrie was in good position on the touchdown catch by Devontae Parker. He just got his head turned the wrong way. 
and couldn't make a play on that two-yard touchdown catch that Parker made. And Parker isn't an athlete with elite physical traits. So it's not like he had some slouch catching a touchdown on him. I mean, the guy's a good player uh, and physically gifted. But, yeah, I mean, you're down to – I mean, think of, think of it this way. You're down to your third safety. Not, I'm not knocking Dean Marlowe, but he's not Micah Hyde, and he's not DeMar Hamlin. And he didn't start the season with the team. Right. So and, – and you got Jordan Poyer playing on a bum knee. So it's far from ideal uh, on the back end, for sure, especially with a defense that was built from back to front when it was first assembled. I mean, the secondary was the strength of this defense for years. But with Hyde still not in the lineup this weekend, Poyer playing on a bum leg, and Dane Jackson and Kyrie Elam still platooning for a number of reasons, it's Taron Johnson and Tredavious White, and only recently has Tredavious started to round into form. So you're talking 40% of what you used to have back there, which was enormously reliable. So it's different. So your concerns are well-founded. Fortunately for the Bills, they'll have another week because to me, I just, Skylar Thompson is not beating this team. He's just not. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it doesn't seem like it um but you know skylar thompson doesn't have to beat the bills all he has he could just sit and waiting for the bills to beat themselves um yeah, we and because in the I hear that. in two of the three losses the Bills have suffered this year, they did it to themselves. They don't do it. They don't do it very much, obviously. Yeah, but they had a they hand in every one of their they, losses. They had a hand in every one of their losses. The Jet game is the one where I can say, okay, the Bills, you know. Yeah, but even then, the it's Jets two played. Turnovers. The Jets played their their best game of the year, yeah. but all of that. But the Minnesota loss, oh my gosh. I can't believe that one got away. And, of course, the Miami game, the first meeting, 
You got McKenzie in the end zone. Was beyond frustrating, as as is expressed by the meme that Ken Dorsey has become after that game when he when he trashed the coach's booth. Yeah. Um, that's how frustrating that loss was. So it's a tough team to beat. When you do, it's a team that needs to help you do it most of the time. Yeah. Break time for us here. When we come back, more of your phone calls as we are asking you. Your no Tua is out for Sunday. So where do the remaining threats lie with the Dolphins that give you some measure of concern? We're back with your phone calls next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Bills fans, Connect Life needs your help during the month of January. Every blood donor during this month will receive a pair of Bills-branded socks. Connect Life is the only blood donation agency that keeps your donation here for patients in western New York. To make your appointment, please go to connectlife.org today. We have a little bit of NFL coaching news. We had heard rumblings out of New York that Jets owner Woody Johnson wanted Robert Sala to fire offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur, believing that the offense is broken. We were seeing reports that Sala was against making such a move, but now there are reports that the Jets are, in fact, parting ways with offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur. That, according to league sources, NFL reporter Aaron Wilson is reporting this. He ran their offense the past two seasons after a previous stint as 49ers passing game coordinator. With him no longer the OC there, that would probably take Jimmy Garoppolo out of the equation as a possible veteran signee and free agency for the Jets since that would have been a relatively easy transition scheme-wise, knowing LaFleur brought the San Francisco offense to New York with him. And this will also compromise the development plan that the Jets supposedly still have in mind for Zach Wilson because now you're going to have to teach him a whole new offensive system. The Jets are going to be the Jets. If you've got a business that has different entities about it, like a public relations entity and a business relations entity and a business develop entity and a football side of things and all that, let the experts run each of those. Try not to just sit up in the stands and say, you know what, I, I don't like our offense. Let's go fire that guy. If You've got to let the football people run it. Otherwise, every time you have a bad game, you're going to be firing somebody and you never get, be- you never get better. The Jets, the, Jet, I, the Jets were on it. They were on it until they get a, you know, and they missed on a quarterback in the first round. Okay, Every, you know, it happens. Everybody does that, but don't, yeah. don't like blow it up. Go get a guy that can function and get, yeah. you know, attack that problem. Don't make more problems because you, you still got the quarterback problem now. And you're going to make yeah, it harder to do because you got to teach a new quarter, new offense. It's crazy. Yep. It's crazy. That's why the Jets are going to be the Jets because we, they can't find continuity if their life depended on it. This last offseason, we sat right here. I told you, I said, listen, we all missed a holiday. We couldn't make fun of the Jets draft. They were getting it together. They had good draft picks. They got some talented young players. Garrett Wilson might they, be the NFL offensive rookie of the just, year. Just, uh, they were like, wow, they, man, the Jets are, the Jets got better. And they did. And now you're going to just blow it up. Screw it up all over again. You're just going to blow it all up on that side of the ball. Jets are going to Because be you Jets. still got the problems. With... You really think play calling was what Zach Wilson's problem was? Play calling? I don't. What are you, drunk? 
He might be. Who knows? Good great play calling. You think the off the office is broken because Zach Wilson looks like that? Yeah. No. Zach Wilson can't play. That's the that's the problem with your offense. Golly, the Jets. Man, I am so glad I'm not a Jet fan. Yeah. That's a that's a rough life right there, that man. That is a rough life. I that got, is a rough life. I got two high school buddies who can attest to they it. Had, they, got, they, were getting it, they were getting it on track months and months on end. They were, like, signing the right guys. Their defense is scary. Their defense is really legit. You could argue it's championship caliber. They defense. are really good on that side of the ball. <laughs> They're going to blow it up. What are they doing? I don't know. And Ro- and listen, Robert Sala can coach. I like the guy. I that, thought it was I got a lot of respect for him. Higher since Herm Edwards. Yeah. For the Jets. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I got. Uh, uh, let's watch him. They're going to draft like Cole Strange. And ah, I don't know if do, they're going to do that. They're going to just are go. They? They're going to go off the rails. Okay. They are going to go off the rails well, now. That because they're be, wouldn't be the first time. They, you'd have to go way off the rails. Way off the rails. To they couldn't have they couldn't have done it better last year. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Zach Wilson. If for all of us in, okay, if Zach Wilson's a complete bust, and which they're saying, no, nah, we've got we got a chance. We got a, he's got a chance. Okay, whatever. Even so, you there are quarterbacks out there available now. Yeah. David Carr. You know, guys like that. I mean, Russ Wilson moved. You got a chance at finding somebody with some gas in the tank. Or somebody just that, like, you know what? This guy's going to be good for – you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I Tom you. Brady's going to be up for grabs. You could trade for Lamar Jackson. I mean, goodness gracious. There's some guys out there you can get better right away. It's not – t- the coordinator, really? Really. Apparently it's going to happen. Oh, man. Let's man. get back to the phones at 803-0550, 1-888-550-2550. And we go to Steve in Amherst next. Steve, there you are. What do you got for us? You're on One Bills Live. Good afternoon, guys. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, So I just have a couple things. You know, one about the game coming up. I feel like as a Bills fan right now, it's tough. It's a tough situation, and I don't want to play victim at all here, but it's a tough situation to be put into because you don't want Tua to play because he's more dangerous to play against as a quarterback, but you also want him to be better off with his health. You know, so we're – You know, people look like, oh, Bills fans are rooting for Tua to not play. No, we want him to have a career, honestly. Like, I want him to do well, and I want – he's a genuine guy. You can tell that very clearly, and we just wish the best for him. Um, So, I think the game will be a lot different and a little easier for the Bills without Tua. Obviously, they'll still have their challenges, but, uh, you know, I just wish Tua well. Um, And uh, another thing that I wanted to mention, it's really, really fun now that the Bills are in the playoffs every year because it really helps the Buffalo winter go by faster when you have um, games that you can watch and enjoy all the way into late January, sometimes February. Um, so that's really exciting. And then the last thing I wanted to bring up, um, going back to the DeMar Hamlin um, scare, which feels like a lifetime ago already because it's just unbelievable. Um, I feel like the whole thing really humanized a lot of people for us as fans that are watching uh, shows that are listening, that are watching players, it humanized players, it humanized media. I mean, when I'm, when I say that, I mean like watching Rex Ryan on ESPN breakdown, watching Dan Orlovsky pray on TV, um, watching Josh Allen cry in a, you know, in a press conference. Um, It's just really appreciated that 
you know, we're able to, you know, sometimes just listen to you guys and forget that you're human too. And you're, you know, you're feeling all, everything we're feeling and, you know, as same with players. And, um, you know, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate that that came out of it. And also now that we can actually enjoy football, knowing that the great news came out today that he went home from the hospital. So, um, good news is coming around and I love it. And it's very exciting. Um, you know, to hear about DeMar Hamlin. And uh, it's also, again, exciting to see the Bills in the playoffs with the hopefuls of the Super Bowl. But, guys, thank you for everything you do. Um, I appreciate you guys more than you can imagine. So have a great rest of your day, and I will hang up and listen, guys. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, we're <laughs> there are times where we come on after bad losses and other stuff, and sometimes we feel like therapists with some of the phone calls we take, and we try to help each other through those low times when, you know, maybe the Bills – don't uh, measure up to expectations. That's happened very few and far between this season, as we know. Uh, and then you get real humanizing stories that make you remember the fragility of life, like we had with DeMar Hamlin a little over a week ago. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the way we kind of work with the listeners and the fan base to try to help each other through some of this stuff. And I think we were doing a lot of that last week, not just us, but – you know, you guys out there as well. I, I, I got to believe there are a lot of Bills fans leaning on each other, checking in with each other. Hey, you know, what, you know, wanting to know what's going on with tomorrow and all that stuff. So it's great that we we're all able to kind of help each other in a way. So, yeah, good on you, Bills Mafia, for doing that for each other. And if there's some small part we can play, too, we're happy to do it. Um, unfortunately, we are up against the clock here, so we do have to take a break. When we come back in hour number two, we're going to be joined in studio by a man who got one of the three interceptions in last week's game, Tremaine Edmonds, set to join us here in hour number two on One Bills Live, presented by Collida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.